Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And Trail Mix are smaller format episodes between our larger format episodes. And on today's Trail Mix, it's all about updates from the Hawaii National Parks. That's right. Our time in Hawaii is sadly coming to a close as this will be our last episode right now. Oh yeah, for now. For now on the national parks of Hawaii as well as Kauai. Yes, the national parks of Hawaii, which include Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and Haleakala National Park, which originally they were together in one national park. Right, and they were split in 1916, I believe. Yes, they were split apart into two different parks. That's right. It's the opposite of that Spice Girls song, when two becomes one. Yes, when one becomes becomes two. two. (laughs) <laughs> the less popular Just B-side like version. mitosis. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm-hmm. This yep. is the second uh, reference to mitosis that yeah, we've made I know. in Hawaii. Science. Science. Yeah. Um, so. so we do have some park updates for you. These are things that have been in the news that have come to our attention that we really wanted to highlight uh, because they do relate to the national parks in a big way. Some of the news is great and exciting for the national parks. Some and of it, some of it is devastating. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is typically the case. It's a mixed bag, folks, Always. all the time. Always. 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 Yes. Yeah. That's a reference to um, Fleabag. Yeah. If you haven't watched Fleabag, please do. Yeah. Get on it. Yes. Ladies and gents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here for you. Always. Always. Girls. Always. <laughs> We're going to start with talking about Hawaii volcanoes. This is kind of where the biggest, kind of brightest news has come in. Unfortunately, it comes on the heels of some news that was rough for the park and for the inhabitants of the Big Island when in 2018, there were a series of eruptions, basically right in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. The Eastern Rift, um, I believe, is exactly where everything kind of went down. So I'm just going to recap a little because um, we have talked about this a little on our Volcanoes episode. There was a 6.9 earthquake, a 6.9 magnitude earthquake that um, rocked the east side of the Big Island on May 4th of 2018. And it basically was right there in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. 
It was, according to an article from Hawaii News Now, such a huge jolt, and there were a lot of rock. There was a lot of rockfall at the time. This is a quote directly from Jessica Farrakane, who is a resident that was right near the the epicenter. Basically, the park ended up closing sort of initially for a day or so, but then the park ended up being closed. It reopened, but then they were like, oh no, we need to shut this down. And it was closed for 134 days, which is a lot of time for a national park, considering that even during the government shutdown, the parks were open, although they are run by people that work for the government. Um, So this was a big deal for Hawaii volcanoes to be shut down so the closure was, you know, an important decision to make because it was very clear that there were a lot of safety issues that were happening. Um, the park is usually used to opening for Mauna Loa and Kilauea when there are eruptions so the public can see it because if you remember from our volcanoes episode, there was no flowing active lava on the, the surface. Um, and that's a very big attraction for people at Hawaii Volcanoes. So that's something that they're used to doing, but this was a totally different story. Some things that have changed because of the park closure, because of the eruption, um, and some things that are still closed include the Jagger Museum, um, which is kind of right on the edge of things. The Thurston Lava Tube is still closed. You can no longer walk across the Kilauea Caldera to the Halamalmau Crater. And why is that, Dusty? Well, the Halamalmau Crater used to be about 280 feet deep. And since the eruption, it's now 1,600 feet deep. Yeah, that's a pretty big drop that's for all our math people. Difference. That's 1,320 feet. Am I right? Did I win the prize? You won the prize. (laughs) That's right. I passed my SAT. And, you know, there were a lot of other things that were closed, like the Kilauea Ike Trail. Um, And this is a trail that was eventually reopened, but only partially reopened. And when we hiked it, we hiked what had been partially reopened. Right. Which was basically crossing the Kilauea Ike Crater but not really coming back up the crater and around the canyon wall or around the wall of the crater back to the start. But back in September, late August, early September of this year. This was a little synchronistic and it was unbeknownst to us, but the day we released episode 26, which was us hiking the Kilauea-Iki Trail, was the day they announced the reopening of the Kilauea Trail. The full reopening. The full reopening. Right, because when we hiked it, it was literally a there and back. But It was a there and back, but now it's back to being a loop. Right, and we actually got some feedback from some people that had hiked it fully after the fact, which was great. And it's really, you know, it's something that, again, there's not a lot of FOMO there, by any means, because just hiking through the co- the crater was incredible, and it, there was plenty. There was to plenty see. to see, but you know, completing a loop is a nice thing too. Sometimes, yeah. Um, so it's really great that that is something that has fully reopened at this point. I don't know if there's a timeline for the Jagger Museum to reopen. If there's a timeline for the Thurston Lava Tube. Or if you're ever going to be able to cross that Kilauea caldera to the Halamalmau crater. But this is some great news from our friends and folks at Hawaii Volcanoes. Um, And it's really an awesome thing to be able to now fully complete this hike. I think it is also worth noting that this volcanic eruption, not only did it deepen the Halamalmau crater from 280 feet to 1600 feet, it also expanded it from... 0.5 miles wide to a mile and a half wide. Yeah, and that's a pretty big 
that's the change. big drastic change um there used to be a lake of lava at the bottom of the crater and now it's filled with water this was an article too that we had read yes and we mentioned a little bit of yeah, this before that we wanted to touch base on because they weren't sure if the water was groundswell water or if it was water that was collecting from rain um and what that could potentially lead to rain is one thing but right if it is if it is groundwater that yeah, is a totally worried. different thing mm-hmm um, there are some other updates to to the park itself. Like we said, Kilauea has reopened. Um, the Thurston Lava Tube, it's going to stay closed, but they said it should reopen later this year. This is an article from the San Francisco Chronicle. They're going to install a monitoring system and rearrange the parking there to, again, make sure that things are safe. There are apparently lava tubes that are publicly accessible outside of the park. So, And there's also a privately managed cave near the volcano that remain open. So those are things that you can check out if you're bummed that you don't get to the Thurston Lava Tube. They are saying that... You know, there isn't any lava glowing in the depths of Halamaumau right now, but there are still smelly vapors that arise and steam that billows from the vents on the buffs or on the bluffs. And we have seen those when we were on the Sulphur Banks Trail. But we also saw that when we hiked down the Devastation Trail and we were probably the closest we could get to the Halamaumau crater. We saw a ton of steam rising from the crater itself. Yes. And some smelly vapors, but I think those were from you. <laughs> <laughs> you act like it was only from That's me. That's right. No. Throwing me under the bus mm-hmm. like that. The smelly you, vapors. You jump in front of the bus right. too, girl, because mm-hmm. you are guilty. That's right. <laughs> guilty as, as charged. Okay. Now let's talk about Haleakala National Park. Um, something that recently came out is um, some off-roading that was happening at Haleakala National Park. Right. Which I find to be a little... Well, Okay off-roading. Off-roading is a type of recreational sport that exists everywhere. But just like with any recreational sport, there's a way to do it that is respectful of, you know, nature. And there's a way to do it that's not. And um, we talked a little bit about off-roading when it came to the Joshua Tree problem. Right. During the government shutdown, there were some people off-roading running over Joshua Trees, you know, the trees that took thousands of years to grow, those trees... And are endangered now because of climate change. And are endangered now and only grow in literally this one place. Mm-hmm. So, what is going on with off-roading in Haleakala National Park? So, this was news that happened earlier in October. There was uh, an off-roader who, near the summit of the park went off-roading and driven over some federally protective plants, which are known as silver swords. Um, Silver swords are something we saw all over Haleakala National Park. Similar to the Joshua tree, this is a plant that only grows in a specific spot, and that specific spot is Haleakala National Park. There are tracks that show where the vehicle had gone off the road at the summit of Haleakala. Um, There were several silver sword plants that were killed, Um, and they literally grow nowhere else in the world. The vehicle also destroyed part of a historic trail, the Kionahehe Trail, which was built by the Civilian Conservation Corps in 1934. Um, So this is a pretty big big crime in a lot of ways, Um, and it's 
pretty awful. We never like to hear this sort of news at a national park because it just shows that people lack the situational awareness and the empathy for the fact that they are in a habitat that is not their own and that they are really working against so much of what the national park system is trying to do. And they are setting up future generations for failure or for loss. Right. Right. Let's, let's go back to like just reviewing a couple of things. The major rule in a national park is the following is that um, when something is designated a national park, it is like it is frozen in time and space nothing can be taken out of that space at all. Unlike a national forest, a national forest is literally created so that you can like grow and cut trees and continue to grow and cut trees like um, as needed for an area as a resource. But um, in a national park, like no, like you're not, it is a federal law to take anything from a national park. Like, for example, if you go to the Petrified Forest National Park, they will check your car to make sure that you did not take any petrified wood because they've the petrified wood is just exactly where it landed. The trails have been created around the you know, the petrified wood where it, it was possible. And so that's the point. The point is for us to visit and for us to take in what is happening in this beautiful natural space. So... Um, I think it is important to remember that um, we take nothing from national parks. Uh, They just give us um, everything. But yeah, we take nothing. Right. That's the rule. Yeah. And it's important to realize that these are spaces for everyone. Um, There's spaces for everyone. And so if you take something or if you destroy something, you were destroying that for future generations or taking that away from future generations. Um, you know, this is a little bit on a tangent, but there's a lot of times where we have seen graffiti, like physical graffiti in parks. This is a big issue too. There's a great Instagram account called public lands hate you. Oh, it's now called public lands dislike you. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. They changed it to hate because they thought hate was a really strong. strong word. Yeah. But yeah, they do call out people who, yeah. They recently got on a really heated... Listen, I love the drama that they start on this account. (laughs) Um, They got into this heated argument uh, with this person who brought their dog on a hiking trail because, listen, you will not meet anybody who loves dogs more than me, except for maybe this one over here. My ovaries for dogs (laughs) are exploding. Yes. Um, But yeah, there are certain national parks that have like a really... uh, strong rule about like no dogs or pets um, on the trails. And um, now um, I think some of those rules might be different when it comes to service animals. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, generally speaking, there are specific rules in different parks about dogs and animals that you need to, you need to, you know, look up and abide by. That's for a number of reasons for, you know, the, safety of the park also the safety of the animal especially if there are other animals walking around that national park that that you know those animals could smell that dog and Mm -hmm. you know who knows what will happen so there are a lot of reasons for it and um they did get into this heated back and forth with this one guy who brought his dog on a hike and um you know 
I just love watching it unfold. I'm just like eating You're popcorn and drama. scrolling and yeah. right here for the drama. But yeah. Uh, but back but, to... But back to the silver yeah. swords Well, back to even just graffiti is where oh, it was, back where to where graffiti. we had launched yeah. off. Um, I mean, graffiti, graffiti is, is never acceptable. And it was something that we saw in Hawaii Volcanoes on that animal blind that we had walked by when we were on the Halamamau Trail. That's true. Um, and the thing was, is that graffiti doesn't mean like I've taken a can of spray paint. Right. Like graffiti can mean like I've taken a rock and like carved my name into like this old tree. Right. Yeah. Or taken my, you know, or done it into this rock or something right. like that. That's also not great. No. You know what I mean? No. Like just that's like why we tattoos in, exist. Right. Just <laughs> tattoo yourself. Right. Do something. Just I like don't when know. we were in. Do um, something else. In da, 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 Smoky Mountains and in the fire tower when we were at the I top of Mount I feel a little Hammer. different about that because that fire tower was built by people. And like that's but so is the bird blinds too, right? But I'm saying or like the animal a natural tree didn't grow out of the ground, right? And like people, but it, didn't I think do it is there. Like, but all I'm saying is like yeah. that felt a little different to me than say like walking through trees and seeing people carve things into trees, right? Which I I feel like we saw when we were in Colorado. I do remember that when we were in Rocky Mountain. Um, that's when we true. Were hiking in Grand Lake, but I. I feel like there's a big difference between like someone carving their name into something that was built by people. Okay. And running over silver swords with yeah. a car. Yeah, you're right. There is a difference. There is there's a difference. still levels of terrible. There's still levels. And now we're right. getting into like, yeah. you know, terrible yeah. which, relativism. Which circle of which hell circle are you? Which circle of in? hell are you? <laughs> right. Moral relativism. Right. But, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage more uh, relativism. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, anyway. um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's incredible to see these silver sword plants in person. They are a beautiful, beautiful plant that really do like have such an otherworldly look to them. And oh, so yeah. the you'll fact never see that, them like yeah, anywhere else. Literally. The fact that this is like, this is actually a travesty for anyone that is um, a conservationist, whether they are like truly a conservationist and that's their job or they're a conservationist at heart, or if you're an enthusiast for the national parks, it's, it's not great guys. Like, you know, yeah, just we, can do, we, we can, can do better. We can do better. We can do better. Also, we know better. Yeah, we do know better. So we know better. We can do better. Right. So I think, I don't believe this case has been cracked yet. I think they're still looking to get information to see who potentially could have, you know, run these silver swords over. Um, but that is some definite upsetting news um, to hear. Um, just like when Joshua Tree was experiencing all those issues. And it's never something you want to hear about the national parks. No, it's not. And it's also, I know it upset this Libra over here. Because I love my plant you babies. You love your plant babies. I know. Mm-hmm. I do. I know. Sacred spaces, everybody. Yeah. Let's respect them. Inspired by the end of this trail mix here, let's play a game. The game is called Moral Relativism. You mean Mora Relativism? Mora Relativism, okay. sure. Yes. I'm going to give you three examples of of people being shitty in national parks, mm-hmm. and you have to rate them on, like, which is the worst. Mm-hmm. One doo-doo, two doo-doos, or three doo-doos? Three doo-doos, right. <laughs> three doo-doos strong. Is the worst, right? Three doo-doos is the worst. Okay, yeah. great. The more doo-doo, the worse it is. Exactly. I don't know how more doo-doo makes for a better situation. No, I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're in the plumbing business. 
Okay, here we go. Okay, three examples. Okay, great. Okay, first one. Off-roading uh-huh. in a car and, um, you know, destroying plant life that great. only grows in this one area. Mm-hmm. Not great, I mean, but yeah, no. I got it. Yeah. Plant poaching. Mm. Just straight up taking yeah, plants. Taking a little silver sword baby. Yes. Or a ginseng or baby. ginseng from the Great yeah. Smoky Mountains, right? Littering. Oh. This is really hard for me, like thinking about these three right now and I'm like they're all they're all horrible they yeah. should we should all burn for these three yeah. things but yeah um so I think that I'm gonna say that on the the scope of everything that littering is probably I mean it depends on the the volume of littering but like you know casual littering is probably just a one doo doo on the one more, on the more uh, relativism well, scale if you're me yeah. I'm the one who will just pick up the old beer cans oh, like, on yeah, our walk. Right. And put them in Leah's bag and, and the beer will go everywhere. You will just see it and walk by. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lie. <laughs> Kidding, I know that. <laughs> um so yeah, that's the one do do. I-, I feel like I think I'm going backwards from how you gave them to me. Because while a plant poaching is a problem, I do feel like off roading causes more problems and like can really really set back a national park or the parts of a national park in a really big way. If you think about like arches where you're, you have like these microbial surfaces, these microbial um, growths that, you know, take so much time to grow and then like you step on it and then it's, you know, kaput. So I, I'm going to say the two do do crime is uh, (laughs) the two do do crime is uh, the, plant poaching although that's awful and then because this libra is dying over here and three doo-doos is the offering you're cackling over there i am cackling Do you like because the three doo-doo crime i love <laughs> calling it that one i also like it's killing you to have to like give one more weight than another i know i know it is um it's awful um all right let me give you mine graffitiing a natural resource within a national park. Like with spray paint? Um, with any any sort of graffiti. Let's okay. just start there. Like right. s- whether it's a scrawl or a scratch-in. Um, if you're really a total like dickhead, ooh, language from me, um, and you're bringing in spray paint, then you really deserve to rot. Um, <laughs> strong, strong opinions over here. Um, so yeah, so graffiti, bathrooming, in a way where you need to like bury it, but not so leaving your um, defecation in places and whether that's from you or from your animal that maybe is allowed in a national park, maybe isn't. I think littering is also on there for me. Okay. Oh, actually I'm going to change that. Change it. Approaching wildlife. And approaching wildlife. There we life. go. So okay. we have something different. Okay. So my three are um, graffiti Graffiti, leaving your waste. You doing. <laughs> and then an and approaching, approaching an animal. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm going to say. Yeah. I think they're all bad. They're all bad. Yeah. All of these are bad. <laughs> yeah. All are doo doo crimes. Don't ever do any of these yeah. doo doo crimes. <laughs> doo doo crimes is, this is, that's the new name of this. Doo doo crimes is a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the stage, Doo Doo Crimes. crimes. <laughs> okay. 
So the one due to crime <laughs> in this game is, um, I think I'm going to say human or animal waste. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it has somehow passed naturally through the body. Right. So it could somehow make its way back into the earth. Right. It's not great. Chock full of chemicals. The earth in this area is not asking for this natural waste to be incorporated into its ecosystem. But in a world in which like, these, it's between these three right. things. I think that's that's right. the one. And we're not crime. really talking about peeing here. No, that's we're not peeing that, here. We're talking about doo doo. Yeah, we're talking right. about doo doo. Literally, crimes. the one doo 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 crime. Right. Okay, two doo doos. <laughs> um, I think would be littering, and that's because no, I changed littering. It's graffiti. Oh, graffiti. Yeah. Oh, it's graffiti. Yeah. Does that change your scale? No. Oh, okay. No. It doesn't. I would put graffiti and littering mm. both here mm-hmm. at two doo-doos. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to include littering just because you said I it. Said why it. not? And that's because um, littering things, none of those things that we would litter are natural. Right. Like plastic. Right. Glass. None like of those that things. that sunblock that you let go over the waterfall? The, talking about yourself there. Yeah. That you threw <laughs> into the water. You tossed <laughs> yeah. into the water because you were done with the bottle. Yeah. That's me. That's you. I hate the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, th- uh, two to just for that, mm-hmm. I think. And then the same with the graffiti, because the graffiti isn't great. The graffiti is horrifying. Right. Like, I don't need to know that, one, you were here, and I don't need to know who you loved at the time, and I don't need to see your name inside of a heart. Right. Literally, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Okay, go do something else that's meaningful. And I, spray paint is really horrible, but yeah, it's two doo-doos. But for me, three doo-doos is approaching the animal. And that is because you are guests in that space, and like that is that animal's territory. Right. You know what I mean? And like human interaction with animals that are wild can alter the course of like how that animal conditions itself to find food. Yeah. You know, literally... An animal could have to be euthanized because of its interaction with human beings. It's true. And no one wants that. No. So, because if that animal starts to depend on humans for food, that's when an animal can start targeting humans. And if that happens, that's when, like, you have to have the conversation about, do we have to euthanize this animal? Right. Nobody wants that. So, don't approach the animals. Right. If you want to see animals up close... Then, like, zoos are exist for a reason. And I mean, they're in their great. own sadness. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're That's not a, great either. There's doo-doo crimes all doo-doo over that. crimes all over, yeah. I know. Ladies but and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Mora, relativism, 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 and doo-doo crimes. If you find yourself in the magical position of coming across one of the beautiful animals that exists in the national park system on one of these territories, then like take the damn moment and just like stay where you are and just enjoy the fact that you are in the space with this other creature. Unless it's a bear. Unless it's a bear, in which case there are things you need to do. Right. We could do a whole trail mix on On how to deal with bears. And it would be called bears on bears. Bears on bears. (laughs) I don't know. Is that accurate? 
No. No, it wouldn't not. be accurate. But I think for the laugh factor. For the laugh. Yeah. For the laugh, yeah. maybe so. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. To view more images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to learn more about this episode or any of the other episodes that are on our podcast, visit our website at gazeatthenationalparks.com. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. 